It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right. All right. There are three notable switching the EQ to try to get some of the hissing in. Three three notable eternal flames that we're familiar with. Uh, One is JFK. One I think is RFK. I think he's got one as well. And one is found in our bathroom. The single most. Single most flammable bathroom in the Northeast. <laughs> and Alice Shattuck. That is not fair. I lit a candle in the bathroom because, well, the, the, unspeakable things happen in there. Okay. And sometimes it doesn't smell awesome. And I lit a candle in the bathroom to clear the air and make it, it smell Alice, nice in it's the a, bathroom. It's a candle. In This house is made of rice paper. This house is... Going to go up quickly when it happens, Alice. And I do hope to God I'm inside it when it does happen. But it is the it is not a cat a candle friendly situation. I like candles; they make me happy. It no longer rains in the house, Alice, for that added layer of of safety in case there there is a fire. Thanks to my friends at Eagle Rivet, by the way. How great were they? They were amazing, amazing. Well, job, well done, guys, and a great crew too. Just a, just a pleasure. I always had this like thing. They were great and, um, really dedicated to figuring out the mystery of where the water mm-hmm. was coming in, which was not as straightforward as one no, because it's a, once again it's a three hundred year old house that they're having to deal with. But they 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 were they gave phenomenal. It, they gave they gave it the leap, no choice but to stop leaking. <laughs> they made it very clear. They were all fantastic and cool while doing it too. This is one of the things No, that- it was like the weekend and they're like, send us more photos of where the water's coming in. Right. And, uh, I mean, just all like, right. they were they were completely devoted to the mysterious yeah. water leak and they figured it out and it appears to not rain in the house anymore, which yes. is... Yes, and so thank you, that's Marty. That's a huge, Artie, huge plus Danny. to my quality of life. And the crew, so, and also... Them. 
I, I put Marty over Artie. Artie and then Marty and then Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like Marty too. But but uh, so anyway, <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, anyway, just one of the things is, you know I don't like dealing with people. Alice is just a person who's the point person for talking with people. But these guys are just a blast. It was it was. I'm the point man when it comes to Eagle. They're my guys. <laughs> You're friends with them, not me. I am friends with them. Those they belong to me. That's right. You just let the me and my oh but oh I gotta tweet those pictures. I got a lot to tweet out. The pictures of me fixing the installing a dock single handedly in a lake, wow. a big lake with a strong undertow. As a matter <laughs> of fact, single handedly. It did not have an undertow. Although I was telling the people um, that before you came in here on the live stream, we were talking about how, although it was eighty plus. In northern Vermont yesterday, the water in the lakes in northern Vermont is not anywhere close to that temperature. It is. Yeah. It, it was. Did you see the picture of the thermometer he sent today? It was below fifty. Oh yeah, yeah. That was. There's cold. no. There's. You're you're not coming out really loud. I'm coming out perfect. Not really. I mean, well, we're both jacked. I wonder if your mic cord blows. I don't know. Is I'll talk things? more directly into the microphone. Actually, right, so that, that's a that's... great help, Allison. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, yes, below 50 degrees for water temperature is really, really cold. And uh, it did not feel good. I jumped into it. I came right out again and then laid in the sun the rest of the day. The kids loved it, though. They had a great time. They did not psych- seem to mind. Well, there's, there's such a... One of the neighbors at the lake was like, oh, yeah, the ice just finally melted like a month ago. So kids are crazy that way. I don't remember having that where I could go and just be. I I, I got cold as a kid. Our, our kids don't feel the <laughs> they don't water have temperature. any discomfort. Crazy in in one of them, and we've been dealing with this for, for for all four of them. They come out hypothermic, chattering, and blue, and they're still like just fine. They're not. They're like they eat and then they're back in five minutes later. I mean, forty five minutes later is that still a thing? That- no, that's made up. It's, the, like, it is not eating the not going into the water, you know, thirty minutes after you eat. That's silly. So one of the things uh, I should tell Tommy about this. I never feel like this computer I'm using right now. And this isn't the Tommy one. I just cleaned that again because a kid got his paws on it, um, and that's going to be implemented this week officially, replacing one of these old guys. Unless we can find a way to get make the video work. I mean, I don't know how much hand-holding Tommy has uh, g- <laughs> gratis, but this computer, I have to re-sign in everything because it forgets everything when I sign in, this old Mac. And it's also, it's also, like, Apple Music. Why don't you Music, tell him oh, your problem hold on, again. hold on. Apple Music, like, needs me to sign in. And unless I sign in, and I don't remember the password from 2013, unless I sign Isn't in. Isn't your Apple password the same on everything I don't, it doesn't, I don't even know what that is anymore. I don't know what any of that, it doesn't matter, but I can't seem to sign in for this, like, Apple Music thing. No, it's a different one, I think. Because these windows keep up popping up, and so it never lets me, I have to, have to hard quit every time, just hit the, hit the power button. So this thing, like, never gets a proper sleep and wake up. It's always... Anyway, who cares? All right, what's going on in the world? Um, a lot of things are going on in the world. Uh, I, and I would usually know because I'd see my checklist when I sign into Twitter. I can't do that right now. You can't do that right now because I have to start from scratch. Okay. So first of all, the New York Times has a review out of the Little Mermaid, which comes out this weekend. This is the new live-action Little Mermaid. 
Uh, this was briefly sort of controversial. I hate these like fake made up controversies that nobody's actually upset about where um, the Little Mermaid was cast as a black actress. So and it was uh, Halle Bailey was cast as the Little Mermaid, not Halle Berry, which is what everybody thinks of but Halle Bailey who's in a band called like Chloe X Halle or something I don't I'm too old for this so I don't really know what she is but she's some kind of like singer she's black and she was cast as the Little Mermaid so like a year ago or whatever this was like blah 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 they race swapped the Little Mermaid conservatives are so mad about it and I don't think like conservatives were really mad about it at all but Matt Walsh had something he said about it I don't even remember but it you know Obviously, if the only thing that's controversial about it is that obviously if it went the other way, black people would be upset. If they redid The Princess and the Frog and cast Princess Tiana as a white girl in the live action remake, that would be an issue. Like, this only goes one way. Right. That's the problem. They can cast a Hispanic girl with a Spanish accent as Marilyn Monroe, but, like, (laughs) heaven forbid that, like, anybody, you know, I mean, like, I don't really care what race they make anybody in movies because it's a movie and it doesn't matter, but it's, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's, like, whatever. It's a total troll. Well, the Marilyn Monroe one, I, I think that's important, too, because Marilyn Monroe had a very specific way of speaking. Right. <laughs> a very sultry, dishwater blonde way, the kind of thing that made, you know, wives um, monitor their husband because Marilyn Monroe oozed sex. And her intonation was not, it's Spanish intonation. There's a way to do that in Spanish too. <laughs> There's sexy Spanish but people. But Marilyn Monroe obviously. didn't use it. But, but of course, <laughs> but that's have to- fine. That's fine. It really doesn't matter what race the Little Mermaid is, and obviously you can do a thing. Also, apparently, like the Queen in the Little Mermaid was black. Um, in the real one or the new one? In the new one, okay. even though Eric is white. So apparently, but in the script, apparently Prince Eric is adopted. That's like part of the script. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't what was matter. the thing with that? Mostly, I'm not thing? seeing the Little Mermaid because it looks freaking terrible aquafina plays the seagull for some reason and it like does this terrible rapping in it you don't want to know and what is the um, anyway remember we saw remember cinderella with um billy porter yeah but that wasn't the disney cinderella that one is the amazon cinderella so yeah but billy porter is the fairy godmother in the cinderella that had um that chick and also in that amazon one cinderella is also like a boss babe who wants to like have a business making right. dresses, not be like a boring princess? So that's like her big hang up is like Let I me can't be trapped as a princess when I could be ma- having my dressmaking. Let business. me tell you how you know something's gonna suck <laughs> if it's been rethunk or reimagined. Right, then it sucks. Yeah, but um, anyway, so. The New York Times has a review out of this movie, and apparently they didn't feel that it was reimagined enough, because here's the synopsis of the review that this is uh, Saturday in the New York Times. They write, Disney's live-action remake of The Little Mermaid with Halle Bailey starring as Ariel in a diverse cast reeks of obligation and noble intentions. Joy, fun, mystery, risk, flavor, kink, they're missing. 
Holy <laughs> Lord. The kink is missing in this version? The kink is missing. How can you enjoy The Little Mermaid without the kink in it? I don't even know. I saw all the diversity and I thought, you know what? There's got to be some kink coming. Yeah. They're reimagining it. So it's got to be. I mean, wait a little while because I'm sure the Disney remakes with the kink are on the way like any time now. Uh, yes. And I, I, yeah, I'm also sure that very soon, like... Alice in Wonderland and the uh, the Pied Piper, whatever he's calling there, the Cheshire Cat, whatever, right. are going to have a closer relationship than we're used to. Yeah. Uh, so this guy, um, what's his name? Wesley, Wesley Morris. He wrote in the New York Times, the movie is saying we tried, tried not to offend, appall, challenge, imagine. A crab croons, a seagull raps, a sea witch swells to stay puffed proportions. Melissa McCarthy is playing Ursula the sea witch, by the way. Okay, sure. Wondering. Um, but it, it apparently. Is that a newly trim Melissa McCarthy? No. She's not newly trim? No. Oh. Well, good. That's good. No. She shouldn't be judged. Right. So, uh, but anyway, it's um, apparently, if you were looking for kink in the PG-rated live action (laughs) remake, it's not there. I also think one of the issues with this... Where, wait, what is, was there kink in the original manuscript? No. No. It was a mermaid. Very little kink. Right? And then... So, in, so are you looking for the Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale, or are you looking for the Disney... This is a remake of the Disney movie, so we'll stick with the Disney movie. Okay. In the Disney movie, she's the youngest princess who's the daughter of Triton, the sea king. Okay. And she falls in love with a human prince. She wants to be human because she thinks their lives are more interesting. Right. And better. And... um. And she falls in love with the prince, and she eventually, her dad's mean and doesn't understand her, so she goes to the sea witch, and she tells her that she can go um, try and get the prince to fall in love with her. She'll give her legs, but she has to trade her voice for it, which that's like her thing. She has a pretty singing voice, right? right? So she goes, but the prince does, and she gets legs, but the prince doesn't recognize her because she doesn't have her voice, and then the sea witch shows up looking like hot, fake hot a fake looking version of her okay and she has ariel's voice so the prince thinks that's her and falls in love with her Ooh, vicious yeah and then um they're like about to get married but then everything falls apart and is there at this sport and then there's a, is there a leather zipper mask and clamps no, there's no kink and actually the original hans christian anderson story is very christian because the mm-hmm. point of it is that um mermaids don't have a soul so when they die they just become foam on the sea they can't live forever in heaven and um that's so then she's trying to marry the prince to get a human soul and it's she gets legs but she's like in enormous pain and suffering when she walks on them it's like extremely painful and uh the prince falls in love with somebody else doesn't love her and she goes to see which the sea witch gives her a knife to kill the prince as revenge and she decides not to and throws the knife away. But, but then because she like sacrificed her life for him, then she gets a human soul and goes to heaven and doesn't just become foam on the sea when she dies. So. Oh, that's nice. That's the actual fairy tale version. But it's a little dark for kids. I guess so. I would just wish there was more sex. That's it. <laughs> more kink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but a lot of people um, 
feel that the movie wasn't awesome. It doesn't, from the clips that I've seen on the internet, it really doesn't look awesome. I think part of the problem is that the animals are, like, really realistic looking, whereas in the animated version, Mm -hmm. like, Flounder has a face and, like, talks. Right. But, like, if you just have a crab, or, like, Sebastian the crab is just a crab, or, like, the seagull, like, moving its mouth. Crabs are very attractive. (laughs) Moving its mouth and then, like... Avoid. It's, I don't know. Great. It's not. It doesn't look as good. Um. Yeah. So people didn't love it necessarily. But anyway, maybe it's just because there wasn't enough kink, and people were taking their kids to the Disney movie to look for more kink. Which I have a scene- actually nowadays. I understand why you would think the Disney movies would have kink in them because of course, of seems course. like they're pushing that as a common name. Well, you hear all the stories of the writers putting all the stuff, the sex scenes in, et cetera, and very quickly shots. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how or much I artists, like, believe uh, it. Which so. has, brings me to this story, which I hate t- talking about, but I have to. Um, Trish is mentioning the Cinderella in the 90s with uh, black people. That was um, with Brandy in it. I like Trish Brandy, Yeah. Is she going to die? No, that was Aaliyah. Aaliyah, okay. Okay. No, Brandy was uh, Moesha. Moesha, yeah? I don't know. Didn't she play Moesha? She's like someone's brother or cousin, too. I don't oh, remember. Okay. But yeah, she was in the that um, Cinderella remake that existed then. Um, Connecticut woman attacked by a shark in Turks and Quesos. Turks So you read this headline, you think, oh, that stinks. She was probably doing a thing and something, thing uh, like... Bit her? Bit her and she swam away. A shark attacked a Connecticut woman as she was snorkeling in Turks and Caicos Wednesday afternoon, and she lost a leg in the attack. Environmental officials said. The 22-year-old, 22-year-old, years old, Connecticut woman was in the water at Boneyard, Boneyard mm. Dive Site in Princess Alexandria National Park when the sh- shark attacked her. The Turks and Caicos Department of Environmental and Coastal Resources said the woman was seriously injured. She was reported to the Cheshire Medical Center for treatment. An employee of the resort just called after 3 p.m., asked for an ambulance, and said a shark had bitten off a woman's leg. Yeah. Now, here's my feeling on this, and I'm okay. just going to make sure there hasn't been an update. Okay. But, so this woman... Severely injured. Okay, she's in recovery. She's alive. Okay. But this, the shark ate her leg. Shark ate her leg. 22 years old. You know, why aren't we killing all the sharks? They're sorry, but they're pit bulls of the sea. They're monsters. We don't need them. They're jerks. And he's like every marine biologist progressive out there is like, you know, they're not predatory at all. They're just surviving. And if you look like a dolphin, well, sometimes humans look like dolphins. F you. You know what? As far as I can, I'm concerned. Sharks look like Nazis. So can we kill them, please? I want them all dead. I want all sharks dead. I want all leeches dead. I don't want all mosquitoes dead, and I don't care what happens to the food side. Food cycle. Mosquitoes should definitely be dead because yes. shark attacks are relatively rare, but diseases borne by, by mosquitoes are like not rare at all. And lots of people in a lot of countries in the world still die of like malaria yeah, for it's no a jerk- reason whatsoever. We should absolutely just get rid of mosquitoes. They serve yes. no good purpose. They all need to be. They all I'm need to be waxed. With you, Whack anti- them all. And um, anti mosquito pythons and the bad looking spiders. Any spider that clicks when it walks dead <laughs> including the tarantula i don't think scorpions are, are fatal so they can live i guess i think they can be. but let's whack out all the you know 
Actually, you know, just you, you most know that, that, arthropods, that, I'm okay. Did you know that I spoke, we interviewed, me and Hillary Chabot interviewed the former ambassador to uh, New Zealand. Okay. And he said that one of the things about Scott New Zealand... Brown? No, not that one. But he said one of the things about New Zealand is, is that it's got no terrible animals. No bad snakes, no bad spiders... No, uh, no creepy crawly things. That's none, good to know. They have no, none of the bad things. They don't have. So they're like Australia, but good. Exactly. They have. It's only good there. And like, my, how are they surviving without the precious mosquito population or the bats or the oh the honeybees? My goodness, we need the honeybees. Honeybees actually are good. Alice. They F don't, honeybees them don't do anything. All. That's different from need... like wasps. I know you can't tell the difference between no. what you call all different. I bees. can tell you that when, in in between 1977 and 1984, I was stung by 83 different looking kinds of bees. <laughs> well, I don't think they were honeybees. We need nothing. Honeybees are great. Honeybees are great. They're I not like great. And you're, are you talking into that mic? Something's going on there with your mic being. Low. Hello. Yes, that is. Yes. <laughs> you want was, me right up mouthing on it? You could be close. Okay, I mean, I'm uh, really close now. Are you drunk and <laughs> no. being erotic? No, I'm not, but you're being weird. Okay. So, you know what else we can get rid of? What? All the furries. Did we talk about this yet? We did a little bit, but I really want to read this article. Well, we don't want to kill the furries, else. Allison, <laughs> I can get canceled from my other job, you know. Okay, we don't need to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> just banish them from public society. Allison, just put the, the Glock on the table <laughs> and slide it forward and leave the room. Pay attention, Odyssey. Tom does not want to kill any furries. <laughs> um, but listen to this article and see if maybe you might... Maybe, maybe you'll move like a smidge towards my opinion here this is from rolling stone last week and this is uh entitled furry wars furries now have serious beef with ron DeSantis. a furry fandom con in florida just announced it would ban minors based on the governor's ridiculous laws florida governor and gop presidential nominee nominee apparently even though he's not the gop presidential nominee but you know rolling stone doesn't necessarily hold with all this anyway he's a gop presidential candidate rolling stone but good try close and gop presidential nominee ron DeSantis has successfully sucked the pleasure out of many of life's little joys <laughs> from drag brunches to Disney adult TikTok, and thanks to the passage of SB 1438, or... Don't the, Say Gay? Is that Don't Say Gay? That's the Protection of Children Act. Maybe oh. it is part of... I don't know. DeSantis may now be bringing the axe down on furries. That son of a... On Wednesday, the organizers behind Megaplex, an Orlando-based convention for furries, people who enjoy dressing up as or making art of anthropomorphized creatures, posted a statement on Twitter regarding the policy for admitting minors. The statement was in response to SB 1438, which makes knowingly admitting a child to an adult live performance a first-degree misdemeanor punishable by a year in prison or a $1,000 fine. That seems reasonable to me. Taking children to adult performances... A misdemeanor yes, with a thousand dollar fine seems that seems like a fairly rational thing yes. that we doing all that be. would have been called unthinkable. <laughs> you wouldn't even need a law against it because no. it would just be such an insane thing to do. 
Many have raised concerns about recent changes in Florida legislation, the statement read. After reviewing the Florida SB 1438, it has been decided that for legal reasons and protection of our attendees, our venue, and the overall convention, Megaplex 2023 attendees must be 18 years of age at the time of registration pickup. Megaplex does not decline to comment when reached by Rolling Stone. So what does a law about exposing kids to sexually charged content have to do with people dressing up as cartoon bunnies and foxes? Normal people might ask that question too, by the way, Rolling Stone. Why don't you ask the Megaplex organizers what exposing kids to sexual content has to do with their convention? Doesn't that seem like that would be the question you would ask the con? I would ask that question. I would why also... do you not allow children? If, if this isn't a sexual event, why do you not allow children anymore because of a law not allowing children at sexual events? Right. I mean, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be an issue that concerns you. It should be know, like the infield fly rule. It's, it's a- like, oh no, that's a, that's a sports thing. That's not. But but also, you know, I it, I know it's a small thing, but why do they use foxes and bunnies? A bunny's a slang name for an animal, right? Mm-hmm. Aren't bunnies rabbits? I think they're trying to make it sound like cute and family friendly. I know they are, but I I find that to be red flaggy. <laughs> While SB 1438 does not specifically target minors dressing as furries, it prohibits children from attending adult performances, which it defines as a presentation that depicts or simulates nudity, sexual contact, or specific sexual activities. And like drag, there are pervasive misconceptions that this mode of expression is inherently sexual. While it is true that there is a segment of furrydom that does treat it as a kink, it is not representation of the wider community, and many furries do not view their interest in anthropomorphized creatures who, who as sexual right at now? all. Who is speaking right now? The uh, Rolling Stone the, reporter E.J. Dixon. Where is his depth of knowledge that it's not mainstream? Sure, it exists, but all the mainstream furry convention goers I've talked to, they all say, no, 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 no. We just enjoy dressing up in weird animal outfits just because not only some of us have sex with each other. No, many conventions do cater to the not safe for work aspects of the furry fandom. They typically save such programming for later at night to ensure the rest of Tip- the con is family friendly. Typically. Or cordon off adult vendors so they're not in full view of the other attendees. I don't see why they'd have to cordon anything off. Yeah, there's nothing sexual about it. Additionally, many furries identify uh, oh, wait, sorry, I skipped part. The fact that furry organizers felt pressured to bar children from the convention is yet another example of how it's been seen as an attack on LGBTQ rights. Wait a second. Yeah, I thought this was just totally innocent dressing as animals. I don't see These what were bunnies. The ACLU referred to it as a blatant attempt to erase drag performers and silence the LGBTQ plus community. The furry fandom overwhelmingly skews LGBTQ, with nearly 80% of furries self-identifying as such. According to surveys of the fandom, that seems weird for a group of people that this has absolutely nothing to do with their sexual preferences at all, that 80% of them would be made up of like 5% of the population that has a different sexual preference. Yes, but but also um, Megacon, whatever it is. Megaplex. LGBTQ people also aren't allowed to be doing sex in front of kids. Neither are straight people. Right. Nobody Neither is. Neither is anybody. Furry has become synonymous with LGBTQ since there's such a large intersection of communities. You know, you know what furries become synonymous with? Perverts? 
Well, okay. Kink? Weirdos. Okay, so in that sense, maybe it is synonymous. But dudes prancing around in the woods like they do in Connecticut every year. Mm-hmm. When you do it once to make people think you're interesting or make your parents aghast and think that they've failed you, mm-hmm. that's something. So guess who this quote that quote was from, though? Furry has become synonymous with LGBTQ since there's such a large intersection of communities, says. Um, Chaz Bono? Uh, no. Joelle, one of the founders of Moms of Furries, an organization supporting kid furries and their parents. Joelle and her co-founder, Carrie, requested that their last names be withheld for safety reasons. They both have children in the fandom who are also queer. Oh, we do, wouldn't want their children to be we harmed. We wouldn't want our right queer all. furry children right. <laughs> to be made public as we start the advocacy organization Moms of Furries and talk about how 80% of furries are LGBTQ. Additionally, many furries identify as transgender and would not feel safe at a convention in Florida, which recently passed a law making it a misdemeanor trespassing offense for someone to use a bathroom that does not align with their birth sex, says Carrie. Right now, anything that isn't birth very sex. straight-laced in Florida is starting to be called out as deviant, she says. Obviously, furries are an easy mark for that. Megaplex's announcement was yeah, met with yeah, mixed reactions. I'm, yes, I would say that that's true. Because if you're dressed like a bunny and go throughout the day like that, <laughs> then you've got an issue. It's not the rest of us who've got the problem. Right. While some accused the convention of caving to pressure from Florida most expressed empathy for having to make a difficult decision and fury at DeSantis for targeting LGBTQ Wait a second. people. So now the furriness is something that has to be done... It, it, In front of children. No, so, so, but, so, but also, so now the furriness is just as urgent as the LGBTQ journey yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Some I need to be a purple fox or else I, I'm not happy. Right, they're targeting furries now. Semjay, a transgender furry and the owner of Furry Adult Toy Company, Lycantasy, I guess, uh, tells Rolling... Furry Adult Toy Company. Mm -hmm. Transgender furry and owner of Furry Adult Toy Company. I don't know how how he manages to keep the business open since there are no customers for that kind of thing. (laughs) I know, since it really has nothing to do with sex at all. He tells Rolling Stone that he agreed with Megaplex's decision and felt it was motivated by the desire to protect attendees and staff from potential harassment. He personally does not plan to attend this year. I don't want to end up in a confrontation or worse, jail or dead just for going to the bathroom in Florida, he says. Many furries are marginalized in some way in addition to identifying as LGBTQ. You don't say. A sizable percentage of furries are also neurodivergent. As a result, they tend to view the community as a safe haven of sorts. Over the past few years, children have been increasingly gravitating towards the fandom for this reason. As Rolling Stone has previously reported, the rise of furry influencers on platforms like TikTok has led to the fandom becoming increasingly popular among young people, with the Pittsburgh-based conference Anthrocom reporting that 16% of its attendees in 2019 were under the age of 19. So that was four years ago, though. So that was before TikTok was even, like, big. Many parents whose children are involved with the subculture credit it with helping them overcome bullying or gain self-esteem. At conventions, Carrie says, there will be parents crying in a corner because they don't see their kids so happy every day. 
We had a mom break down because she's never seen her kid feel so comfortable just sitting at a table and interacting with other kids. She says it is heartbreaking to think of young furries no, not, not having a space to connect. She's not interacting with other kids. She's act, interacting with other pretend animals. Yeah. Many of whom, by the way, are adults. Right. With a sexual fetish for what your kid is dressed up as. You absolute yeah. freaking lunatic. Yes, I would. And trying to sell your kid adult toys for their fetish. If your kid only feels... What is wrong if, with these parents? But it, also, like, if your kid only feels safe and protected... At an annual convention, no. At an annual convention, and otherwise is scared all the time. Maybe the parenting is um, flawed. Yeah. Now get this part: the furry fandom has been a target of the far right for years, with numerous politicians baselessly claiming that schools are placing litter boxes in bathrooms to appease students who identify as furries. A number of school boards across the country have attempted to prohibit children from wearing animal ears to school with Florida's Brevard Public ba- Schools, most recently attempting to drop a dress code banning clothing which emulates non-human characteristics. A spokesperson like for tails? the Brevard Public Schools denied that children dressing up as furries was a widespread issue. In light of the increasing anti-furry and anti-LGBTQ sentiment in Florida, Joelle says that she understands why Megaplex made the decision it did. We absolutely hate that it has to happen, she says, but we absolutely support keeping kids safe. It's just one less safe place for kids who have trouble finding acceptance. Does she not understand to call them kiddos? to go. Uh, That is beautiful. But pay attention because once again, the right wing just spontaneously decided to start targeting furries baselessly for no reason whatsoever came up with this idea that people are trying to get kids into becoming furries. And meanwhile, two paragraphs ago, it was telling us that furry influencers on TikTok are encouraging more and more kids to become furries. And that the kids who are furries need a safe space to dress up as animals. But if you say maybe we shouldn't have kids dressing up as animals at school, it's you're just making things up and baseless and crazy. Yes. And you're imagining stuff and it's all you. Like, the gaslighting never freaking ends. Because somewhere somebody out, out there is going to say, well, it's not even, you know what it's gonna, people are going to say. They're going to say, oh, if it makes them feel good, what does it matter to you? You have a poor neurodivergent kid who just wants to wear a tail butt plug to school. What is it to you? Think of the kiddo. It makes them happy. It makes them feel comfortable in class. The parents have never seen their kids so happy and comfortable at school. I want my... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
I my hope is that in the next couple of years I'm going to see male biologically biologically male pink bunnies beat entire fields of women in sports <laughs> and them to say what 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 do you, what are you looking at this for crosswise there's nothing that's not normal happening here and good and I want to see the the um the pink bunny furry on the top step with two girls who didn't get to be number one because we've let them. <laughs> Scott, dude, dressed as a as a purple fox with sequins, mm-hmm. gets to so win I all have the girls' a relative sports. who works at a big tech company, and when they were all like fully remote during COVID, she said one of her coworkers would be on all their like Zoom meetings in his furry outfit, like dressed as like a fox or a blue fox or whatever he was like. I mean, I, I really do think they're trying to normalize it. Yes. And by the way, it is a fetish. Um. So anyway, we should probably jump to the chat chat and the Patreon show and get to more stuff in the Patreon show. When do we think? have to get the daughter, D-O-T-T-E-R? I'm thinking her game probably ends six-ish. So, Damn, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um... So the chat chat, of course, is brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce on the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Hey, guys. Uh, great discussion of the issues on Thursday. Uh, you compared and contrasted Trump and DeSantis perfectly. Thank you. I feel but like another shoe is about As to you drop. know, the butt's got to come. People don't vote on the issues when it comes to Trump. 81 million Trump. people didn't vote for Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. They voted against DJT. Why anyone thinks it will be any different in a rematch is beyond me. Uh, If anything, Trump voters from 2016 and 2020 may actually stay home as Trump's rhetoric just becomes more vile and narcissistic. So, you know, you guys did a great job on the issues, but the question remains, does it really matter? Thanks for all you do. Uh, appreciate the show. Thanks so much. I, I, I am still because the they're trying to put the screws to him in the justice system. I am still on Team Trump as right now. Um, I do have my worries about him in the general, and I do think that he's got the ability to to. Um, I hate to say it, but I think uh, Kennedy is going to hurt him in the primary too, because people are going to. Uh, for example, like I know people in New Hampshire who are very excited about Kennedy's campaign and are telling everybody they know, because as we've talked about on the show before, Biden will likely not be on the ballot in the New Hampshire primary because it's not what following the DNC rules. What a mistake. But um, so but the Kennedy campaign is focusing very, very heavily in New Hampshire. And I know people in New Hampshire who are telling everyone they know to make sure they're not registered as a Republican, that they're unenrolled or a Democrat so they can vote for Kennedy in the primary in New Hampshire. So if that's OK, I mean, like that, there's a significant number of those people who would otherwise be voting for Trump. At least in the subset well, of them well, that I know. Well, they can still vote for him in the general, right? Later on? Well, yeah, but he has to actually get to the general first by winning primary states. Which, so if he, all he, his voters are voting in the Democratic primary to vote for Kennedy, will that will hurt him. What do they think? This is a... Connecticut... I mean, New Hampshire's a purple state. What's the Democrats thinking? They're stupid. Incredible. Incredible. One of my top five BBP last night. Burn, First, the we're away. Oh. 
That's right. That's us. <laughs> in northern New England, but I can't give the location. Thinking Alice blew it up. Right, they're up. not giving it out because they don't want people showing up. But that'd be strange because they're already doing the stream and it's probably two and a half hours away. <laughs> but then there was more evidence revealed, like the person in the quote-unquote woods with a weed whacker, <laughs> and then Tom and Alice having to speak really low so they're not disturbing people. I'm going to have to say, you weren't in the deep woods. Ooh. You're actually in somebody's backyard. <laughs> I know. Well, it's two, there's two things going on there, Tim. That was the woods, but these are plots of land along a lake. And, um, and we weren't like on a camping on a mountain away from other human right. beings or something. Right. But the, where we were was deep woods. We would never be able to do it. Well, there's this like woods stuff all over this mixer. We'd never be able to do it in summer. The mosquitoes would be clobbering us. The bugs were already pretty bad. Um, but, but we have a, a bunch of our fan friends. Uh, mm -hmm. Burn Barrel listeners live in Vermont and live around there. And to me personally, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to like draw any extra attention because this weekend is a, a weekend we were jamming. And so I didn't want to, if people wanted to hang out, I didn't want to, one, not have a chance to hang out and say, sorry, we can't because I just like, because I just felt didn't, because this weekend was chaotic. And two, I also didn't want to think we'd have time to hang out, commit, and then not be able to. Right. And, but I love the idea of hanging out. I absolutely do. And we've, um, you know, we've hung out with some Burn Barrel fans when we were in Connecticut. And when when we were in, um, um, no, we were like, we had, we had met my Tante, and I'd love to hang out with, with, with a whole bunch of folks. It's just, to try to make it a thing when with the, it's just there's a lot of moving parts, and also we're trying to like do some work up there too. But uh, but I, I certainly, if we're going to be spending some time there this summer, also we should try to set something up, okay, where we can all meet somewhere and just hang. You know what I mean? We haven't done anything for the people close by either. We yes. got complaints about that when we did something in Connecticut. People are like, "What do you mean in Connecticut?" Because we have a lot of listeners around here too. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll think about it. We'll figure something out. Hi, Steve from Aramac. Hi, Steve. Happy Memorial Day Happy to Memorial Day. our great country and all the listeners of the Burn Barrel podcast. Thanks, Steve. Um, you know, I've been behind. I've been traveling <laughs> quite a bit for work, and, and uh, I haven't been able to listen to all the episodes. Mm -hmm. I'm playing catch-up. But for some reason, I listened to Friday's episode first thing in the morning. <laughs> and uh, I have to tell you, I'm listening to each Burn Barrel episode twice now because I need a second time to be able to write down all of Tom's latest atrocity <laughs> pronunciation and uh, murdering in cold blood, the English language. Uh, it's moment, it's high holy moment or it's moment of apotheosis was uh, on Friday's episode when Tom actually said the word indicia. Indicia? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. What was that, what was that part Indisha? of? Yeah, that was part of, um, what was I reading? I don't remember what was you were reading. Yeah, it was something we were reading. What was what was I reading within Dickie? Come on, <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, something I very much enjoyed. Yeah, you got it. You, you mostly said it. I know that word because. Um, what does it mean? Our legal department tells us like if you have an asterisk, um, on something to tell people like the terms and conditions, 
like for one thing and then and then you have another part and you need like a different symbol she and if you they're like next up she'll be our legal person it's it's not indicative our compliance department will be like oh you need different indicia on these terms and conditions it's not indicia (laughs) actually said the word indicia (laughs) indicia what didn't you used to be the editor of a freaking newspaper, you <laughs> in, nincompoop? In theory. Indicia. It had gone downhill. No, Tom, it's pronounced indicia. 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 Who knew? I did a spit take. <laughs> that, that is the worst one yet. But uh, thank you. I don't think it, it, indicia. I don't. I have. I'm. I've been here for maybe he's doing the germanic latin pronunciation like they do in school steve i don't know oh no you know what that was where caesar comes and says wenny witty wiki was that the um was that the thing about Buttigieg where it was kissing up to Buttigieg? it was a review of something Uh, that was really that the people were really excited about remember how are we gonna do the patreon show okay 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 i was just you're you with your indicia alice Thank you so much for listening. Are we going to do a little bit of a Patreon show yes, now? Yes, we're yes. going to try. Okay, so if you're listening on Patreon, stay right there. We're going to do a Patreon show. And um, if you want to join for that, that's patreon.com slash burnbarrel. If you would like to listen to the show for free, as always, you can do that at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's links to all the places to listen. You can watch the video version on YouTube or Rumble. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at burnbarrelpod. Say la Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.